Today on Lowell's A Mystery Millie Maker winner will get introduced to BRB underscore three here in a little bit. But of course, Brian and I must do what we do best, which is look to the stars to try to decipher the most optimal way to build showdown lineups. I, does he think... I think he thinks goat? this he thinks this is a goat. Vegas Dave thinks this is a goat. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. Type <laughs> in one for yes, two for no, and let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. <laughs> Please don't do bus. The the horoscope showdown lineups, Brian, we learned are are a big hit. People are embracing this new game theory optimal way to win DraftKings showdown contests. Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? There's like lots of ways to stack the signs. Some signs are, you know, more correlated than others. There's a lot of science behind this. Um, Marcos, why are the dates on the intro from 1983? Because Brian and I have been podcasting for literally decades. I think we're on what? Episode 14,000, I think we're up to mm-hmm. now, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see, uh, Colby says, if I hear anything about horoscopes today, my crystals won't be able to contain my negative energy. Yeah. Brian, how do you feel about competing tools like this to predict the future? Oh no. Uh, depends on, you know, are there any results? Like, do you have any data to back up your contention or are you just bullshitting? Right? Like this is science. Have you back tested your crystals is what Brian is trying to say. Um, how was your, how was your week for, uh, NFL is the, is the model coming along? Yeah, it's coming along a little better. Um, not too bad. I think I won overall, but uh, not great. How about, how about yourself? I think I saw your video actually didn't look like you did so hot. No, I got dusted. Um, that for some reason, the, that was, I think that was the most viewed Monday recap show that I've had on my channel and maybe ever. Um, yeah. And so I don't know what about it, how that got, I I think there is just some element to misery loves company. And because, you know, the majority of people each week lose, I don't know. Cause I, I put the snowflakes on the thumbnail. I'm just trying to figure out why that video performed better than the other ones, but people love watching me just eat shit for an hour, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Do you, do you get a, does Roto Grinder still promote that show? No, no, no. That when I first started it, it was on the Roto Grinders Network. Then they sponsored it on my channel. And then I said, I'm a big bird with big wings. And I flew <laughs> off on my own from the nest. <sighs> so yeah, I, I have no idea. Maybe it was the fact that I put snowflakes on the emoji and everyone was like, Oh, I had a lot of snowflakes in my lineups. Who knows? I saw your other show, your other new show you're doing uh is getting a lot of views too. With JM to win with on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, doing that one on Friday. Um, it's been nice because last year I would kind of book new guests each week. And don't get me wrong, I like talking uh, to lots of different people, but it's also a big chore to book uh, a new guest for every week. It's not like Lowell's where people just slide into our DMs and ask to come on the show. So it's been really nice to get to to be able to talk to JM every week. And I feel like we're hitting our stride. Um, Travis Petty, AKA Petty Theft. Uh, are we talking about run pure sports guys nuking Brick and Pete yet? I don't even know what this is in reference to. <laughs> that I'm assuming you're talking about the dupes, Petty. Uh, D- Big T's been going off on the dupe 
the calling us the dupe crew, the no dupe crew or something. I'm assuming yeah. he's talking about us and other people like us. What I apparently am I a part of a beef I don't even know about? Yeah, someone uh, linked. Maybe maybe there's one I'm missing too. Uh, let me let me so, see because I probably sent me a link. All right. I mean, I I'll, I'll start I'm not even sure he's talking, talking about us. Here's okay. the one I responded to, Pete. I'll put it in the <laughs> chat here, private chat here. Okay. But maybe there's another one. These guys, another one. He. Uh, am I getting subtweeted out there? We know uh, Big T's no stranger to a subtweet. Okay, I didn't see that. Okay, we have. We're gonna have to. Someone's gonna have to. Uh, let's see here. Uh, would the Duke Bros check their accounts two years from now? <laughs> well, yeah, you can see his first. Will you? Can you catch me up on this? I, I did see like a little bit of this, but I don't even know like what happened. What is this? The fourteenth with a unique. What? 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 Someone fill me in on this, Brian. So he did. Um, he did one lineup showdown lineup, and he won like three hundred thousand, which is one lineup. Yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, then and then victory <laughs> made a victory lap about uh, the the fuck the the being no dupe crew. I, I think was what it was. Uh, I don't know. I think he's partially busting balls. Uh, I'm not seeing the hoop uh, shit talk. Someone can like us. No, they me. said they mentioned it. They said uh, they mentioned Overzet by name is how they could watch him. He doesn't even win. They literally said your name and then ranted for two hours about people who make fun of them. What's so funny is I, uh, it was back in, I think when, uh, when quarantine started and I did the, uh, the TikTok video, uh, making fun of those street screenshot guys posting out their amount injured. It ever since I did that one, that was, uh, hoop was one of the biggest offenders of that. Look how much I would, but I'm not going to show you how much I entered. He's, <laughs> he's had a little bee in his bonnet ever since there. So hoop, hoop will get, get through it. He'll, he'll work it out. But, uh, um, I do appreciate that they're at least saying our names now. I, Big T famously had to subtweet RBX88 on Twitter, couldn't even mention his name. So that's growth for Run Pure Sports, that they're now actually willing to say the names of people that they're beefing with. <laughs> uh, I think I never said anything about them besides, mm. I don't know. He's told he's told me spe- like specifically that uh, I'm always fair, so... I don't know what beef is. Although it does seem like they're sing- signaling you out a little bit more. Well, that's right. I guess they're not fair. They're not fair. You know what? I'm a big boy, though. I can handle it. And speaking of, we might be getting, I'm hoping for some bang bang a little bit later. It's been a while. I always think back to when we had Chess is okay, come on the show, went full scorched earth. We are going to have a mystery guest. It truly is a mystery guest. We don't even know his real name. Username BRB underscore three took down the uh, DraftKings World Championship in golf a few weeks back and uh, apparently has some hot takes for us, Brian. That's what we've been told. Um, yeah, I, I kind of want to stick on the dupe thing for a second, but can we can we do that? Yeah, of course. Okay, so so I don't know. I'm, I'm reading some of the chat and Pat's saying, uh, you know, whatever. Big T says he respect me, but they also nuked me. And it's pretty funny. I guess we're going to have to watch the, I'll watch the show after if someone can link it to me. Um, but like, <laughs> I, you couldn't pay me to rewatch RPS showdown slate. Show. There's not enough someone, money in the world. To I want to hear someone's that. talking shit. I, I don't know. It's kind of funny, but like, um, like if I don't get like how you could, uh, talk shit about like not wanting to dupe it doesn't make any fucking sense to me like 
unless you do like the completely uncharitable interpretation, which is like I said this on I think I said this on Maddox Pod last week, which is like if you're gunning for like around five dupes, that's that's better than one because one is easy to get. Like you just put together shitty teams. Maybe I said it on this pod. I can't remember. But you could easily get one dupe team. You just make a complete garbage team. The goal is to make good teams with winners that you can get from Run Pure Sports, apparently. But dupe is least amount of possible because then you don't split the money. Right? Right? Like this is not fucking that. Uh, I love I love the, the, the Run Pure Sports marketing campaign the past two weeks is Play the 17, 70% owned defense uh, in your tournament lineups and dupe the hell out of each other in showdown contests. I mean, an incredible way to uh, to build buzz, to subscribe <laughs> to your site. Just completely optimal DFS theory there being shared from the from the big brains at RPS. If if you know the winners for sure, like then some nights you probably shouldn't even play. Like, or let's say you don't know for sure, but you're like really, really confident. You could be like, okay, but this lineup's going to dupe so much. If I divide it by the amount of dupes and the cost of entry, it's not even worth it. Or I should just play one entry or something like that. So, like, other than that, like, you should be trying to make the best lineup you can with the least amount of dupes possible. It's just fucking common sense, right? Like, you don't even need to do the math. So, well, I don't. Isn't, I don't, there, isn't I think there, there's a game type for people who do just want to play the best plays, and they're called cash games, right? I mean, don't, if, if you want to jam the best plays, aren't there some great double-up showdown contests on DraftKings? I have to imagine there are. It, it, seriously, it is. No duping is just an extension of GPP strategy. Because you could just play your cash game in GPPs then. Why are you not playing your cash game in GPPs? Because some lineups do better in these formats, right? Just like not duping as much does better in these formats. I, it makes no fucking sense to me. Well, and it does go to show. It is like if I were, you know, if you were selling – uh, a tout thing you are going to be right more often if you are touting chalk plays touting the best plays touting cash game lineups like you are going to have more hits the question is what are you winning when you are right it trust me it's far i have i have no problem coming on a gpp show every monday and eating shit because I know that that's what is going to be my best path to first place. Like I'm not worried. I don't need to go play a safer play because I'm worried about looking like an idiot on Monday. But if you're selling subs, it really sucks. If you feel like you look like an idiot week after week, even if that's not your best way to ultimate success. But, but also the one you're doing Pete is just a regular classic format, single entry, right? right. So like dupes aren't really a huge issue there. So like no, but directionally, the same thing of like I could play a cash adjacent lineup right. in this point and be like I played the best plays guys like right. you can't be mad at me I played the best plays right like I don't think I, he would I don't think uh, he would argue I'm guessing Big T would argue that playing the cash showdown lineup in your showdown Millie Maker field is a smart move and if he would agree with that then extend that logic a little bit right so you'd want maybe the next one below that probably don't want to play that either so that'll probably be duped why because it'll be duped a lot. Right. So you kind of want to eventually go down to one that's probably hopefully not going to be duped. And like if you look at my entries, like a lot of times I'll have dupes. I'll 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 dupes. And sometimes I screw up and I get a lot, like 150 dupes lineup or something like that. I don't want that, but that does happen because I still want good lineups in there. So I don't know. I think I don't, maybe it's just the the no the don't dupe me bro bit. 
that they don't like, and they're just giving it the worst and you know non-charitable interpretation possible. Like they just want to play what fucking shit lineups. That's it. Never fucking be duped. They're never gonna win. You know, I don't. I don't know. I do. I do not fucking get it. Um, Pat, if, Pat if, said, if, uh, if, "If you scroll up, that Big T made a point he liked." Uh, the average Joe doesn't want to lose twenty dollars a ton just to bank with no dupes that one time. They're likely okay giving up some of you to get money back uh, more frequently. Exactly. I I don't disagree with that. But yeah. like obviously we don't want to play like average Joes, right? No. I mean it's kind of the complete opposite of what we want to do, right? Yeah. So I mean I don't disagree with that. I'm I'm sure average Joes would much rather. But I mean, but they do want to. I you know I mean even in showdowns though I don't even know if that's 100 percent true because a lot of these guys I bet when they win and they split a thousand ways they're like that was fucking dumb I'm never playing this again. <laughs> They want 100K, you know? They want 500K. They want a million, the average Joe. They don't want a $20 cash game. Right. Although, it, but this stuff plays out. And all, I mean, this this happened with season-long stuff, right? Where clearly zero RB um, is optimal for a ton of formats. It's crushing this year. And yet mainstream sites don't like touting zero RB because it riles people up. Average casual users don't want to have to think through why it works as a strategy. And so they're like, oh, just take running backs early. It's fine. It's fine. It's the same thing. It's like, it's an, it's a much easier tout. If your goal is to pacify your, your audience and give them what they want, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean it's the optimal way for them to be a plus EV player long-term though. Yeah. I, I don't think, and honestly, I don't, I, I've said a billion times, I don't think there's anything wrong with touting at all. Um, and if you do go like, like I think the same thing with like props too. If you can just be like, here's a prop that's like it, it, probably a little plus EV, you know, and like somebody doesn't have to think about it and they get a little sweat for the game. Like there's no, I think there's no problem and it's easy for them. They don't have to think about it much. And some people want that. Go ahead and then provide that product to them. Who cares? Fine with me. But I mean, I, I don't think it's good strategy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Dylan says, in Showdown, my least dupe lineups are always the best ones. I think Showdown Chalk is just objectively horrible. I mean, you could go review Brick Showdown lineups. I have I haven't been doing the, the 20 max and 150 max stuff, but I remember when I was reviewing your lineups, Osimo's lineup. Do you, do you know the number of like double kicker, double defense lineups oh, Osimo was running out in his stuff? Um, <laughs> fucking gross, but I have a feeling that his Sims were telling him that that wins more often than they're being played by the field. Would just be my hunch. And they're just not a ton of them and yeah. like, like one fives and five ones and like, you know, stacking that way and showdown too. like, there'll be like less combos you're playing against. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't think this is, uh, it's not controversial. Really. I don't know. Um, I, I, I swear, I, I kind of think he's, he's, he's half of it's bet. And like, I don't know. I, and, and then I just bullshit back with him on Twitter and I am, I don't think Big T is going to be broke in two years. I'm just fucking around, get busting balls. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we, we're clear, clearly in an era of the intellectualization of DFS. And, you know, some people just want to harken back to the good old days where you just give out winners and just play the best <laughs> plays. I mean, DFS has been ruined by the optimizers, the sim bros, the don't do me bros, clearly. <sighs> yeah. Bummer. Um, Brian, I think we should build a lineup right now for tonight's contest before our guest BRB underscore three comes on. I think we aim for negative dupes on this one, like where there's no one even adjacent 
to it. Um, I don't even know how that would work. I just need it Here. to be so galaxy brain. <laughs> and you can't enter a blank lineup because people do that and that'll be duped. Right. You're right. It can't even, so even be though we have no chance to win, we still want to do it because it's going to be duped. And that's the real goal. It's just not to be duped. Nothing with winning money or playing the best possible lineup. What would, I know there's, there's ways that you could actually do this in practice, but do you think it would, what do you, what if DraftKings allowed you to enter a lineup with just only four players? Like it literally was a blank spot. You could do that de facto by putting in a guy who's like ruled out or whatever or something like that. But, uh, that would be fun if DraftKings allowed you to not use every position. It, it would be cool if it like, like if if you could not use it and get like two points, you know. So it's like, oh, so you get some kind yeah, of yeah, something. Walk it depends into, on the board. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but like yeah. you could fill in blanks because it, it would just add more combos to the mix. Yeah, I, I, that could actually be a horrible idea. I just thought of it, but um. So we do have a pretty fun showdown slate tonight. We do, of course, have the brick draft caddy loaded in here, uh, which is now the showdown caddy. We have a projection here in green. We have captain ownership percentages here in red and then flex uh, utilization here in blue to help us with our decisions. But uh, I'm, I'm excited for this game. I think it's a good showdown slate. Um, I went through while you were doing the intro and put a bunch of uh, players um, signs in in here. So, so I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And I, a little hack, you know, if you just type in player name zodiac sign, it just pops right up on Google. Yeah, I mean, what a cancer. You know, DraftKings hasn't come around. We should be able to query in DraftKings by by sign. I think right. definitely. So what? What have you what have you seen, Brian? I mean, what's the aura? You know, everyone's trying to figure out Jamar Chase versus T. Higgins, Waddle versus Tyreek Hill. What do the stars tell us? Uh well, the I did do a little uh a thread, Pete. I don't know if you saw it. And uh -oh. um on uh, uh stacking last week. Here, let me send it, let me send it to you here. Also, Marco suggested something that you Brian, you actually I, told we me could you were gonna do, right do this, do this. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to I don't want to break it on live on the show but it, we could do it. I have it ready. Yeah, it, this is I mean, Travis says the Sims robots are losing the intuition guys are making a comeback. Why do you think we're already pivoting to astrological signs? You know, we're getting ahead of this this new movement. All right, let me see this thread. I can't believe I, I missed a lot of Pisces today. Oh, wow, you already Okay, you, oh no, this was uh this was from the other day. Yeah, that's for the other day. So, like, we want to stack those if we, if possible, you know, tiebreakers. Mm. Oh, okay. Aries and Aquarius, there's never a dull moment between these two. Both signs are insanely adventurous. So, what we're, so these pairings, you're trying to say we might be trying to line up a quarterback pass catcher stack that triangulates these. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying, Pete. Okay. So, let's do this. Brian, I'm gonna look up birthdays. You're gonna tell me. So Joe Burrow's December 10th. I have I have it ready to go already. Oh, so. you already have it? Okay. Yeah, Burroughs is a Sagittarius, according to Google. So we don't have any good correlations with Sagittarius. What about uh Tua? Tua is a Pisces. Pisces. Again, we don't have mm. one of these smash correlations here. What about what about the pass catchers? Give me give me T Higgins. T. Higgins is a Capricorn. Capricorn, still nothing with the Taurus, Cancer, Gemini, Aquarius. How about um, give me Jalen Waddle? There's just no good stacking opportunities today. 
I know, and this is kind of funneling me toward a unique build, I think. Waddle is uh, Sagittarius again. Wow. What, what about two signs together? Uh, together, except Waddle and Burrow, uh, Burrow are on the opposite teams. What about what if what if the play is if we have no correlations between these QB pass catchers? What if it's like playing the running backs from both teams? Give me give me Joe Mixon sign. Do you think uh, because everyone's probably doing this exact same strategy that it's more we'll get less dupes by not actually stacking signs? Um, Mixon's a Leo. Mixon's a Leo. What's mm-hmm. uh what's Mostert? Raheem Mostert. Mostert is a Aries. Aries. Okay, we're finally on to something. Aries and Aquarius. Can we find an There's Aquarius? No other Aquarius today. There isn't. Well, let's do Alex. I haven't some of these guys who are barely supposed to play. Let's see here. Alex Ingle, the cancer. Mm. He got a touchdown I showed on Slate last year. Yes. Okay. I don't think we're going to be able to stack any signs, Pete. Paul's actually worried about this, too. He says his men won PCs to jockey. It is, but I like saying Reese's PCs. Um, are you guys not factoring defensive players? And the thing is, you have to distribute their signs across, what, 11 different players that are on the field at once? It's just... I don't know if it's weighted as heavily, Brian. And all right, well, why don't, we, why don't you tell me since we got only eight minutes left here? <laughs> why don't you tell me a guy you let you thinking about playing, and I'll I'll get his horoscope. Okay, I mean, tell me Tyler Boyd. We haven't talked about Tyler Boyd yet. He might go a little under the radar. Tyler Boyd's a Scorpio, so let's read the Scorpio's horoscope today. Yeah, let's get this. All right. Today's planetary energies are stimulating your ambition. Scorpio. Mm. Issues connected with your professional life may be very much on your mind. Got a game tonight, of course. You could plot out ways to further your career. Perhaps you seek a promotion in your current business, or you could be thinking about looking for another job entirely. This is the ideal time to put your specific plans into place. It sounds to me like Tyler Boyd's going to be stepping into a bigger role tonight, Brian. Yeah, he's going to have a big game. He's clearly, that's a good play. This is a nice play. All right, so we have Mostert. We have Tyler Boyd. I'm just really struggling to find a smash correlation for this captain spot, Brian. I don't know. Um, Can you read read me Waddle's horoscope for today? Okay, Waddle's a Sagittarius. Yep. Okay, you've been so busy these past few weeks that you may have inadvertently neglected the special person in your life. Uh Uh-oh, Sagittarius. It's been fun to be out and about together. Is this about Joe Burrow? But that has left little time for closeness and snuggling. It's definitely about Burrow. Try to rectify that today. Oh, okay. In fact, a a mid-afternoon nap might be called for. Why not invite your honey to join you? Question mark. Okay. So... What I'm hearing is Jalen Waddle is going to be incredibly well rested because he's going to take an afternoon nap and he's going to start to snuggle with Tua on the field. With two, wait, I thought we just did. I just do Waddle. You did Waddle, but oh, I, I thought heard he was, was about chase. to snuggle. Okay, yeah, Tua. Okay, yeah, they could rekindle. He's had it said he's had an incredibly busy past two weeks, and he has. If you look at the he number. has. Yeah. I mean, very condensed target tree there. Yeah. So right now we have Waddle Captain, Mostert, Tyler Boyd, Tua, 69.50 average remaining 
I feel like we're going to have to get really galaxy brain with one of these picks here, I, Brian. I think I just figured out why uh, these uh, these uh, dupe, dupe bros don't like us. They probably watch us build these showdown lineups, and they're just screaming for how shitty they are. <laughs> hey, God. They won't be screaming when we when I bring up Trent Sherfield, who's actually been running ahead of Cedric Wilson these days. Can I get a reading on Sherfield? We might just have to super stack to a Sherfield's a Pisces. I haven't read that one yet, right? Okay. Because I really want to be able to trust Sherfield tonight. Okay. Oops. Let's see here. Sherfield, Pisces. This is a good day to reflect on the past weeks and get some perspective. That's true because he hasn't played much, has he, Pete? Uh, no. You've probably been working too hard and neglecting other priorities in your life. Give yourself this day to relax uh -oh, and talk uh -oh. with friends and relatives, spending the day chatting, laughing, unwinding. Don't obsess about tasks that wait for you at the office. They no, aren't going I, anyway. I'm sorry, Pete. No, he's – give me Durham, Durham Smythe then. Um, okay. The chat wants Smythe. Where is he on here? How do you smell that? Uh, SMY. Oh, I found him. I found him. He's a Leo. Leo. How are we looking? Are we done, Leo? I don't know if we have. No, I don't think so. You think of yourself as a practical person, Leo, but today your thoughts may turn to the mystical and spiritual. Your intuition is strong now, letting you tune into the feelings of your loved ones. This allows you to be empathetic and understanding which your partner especially appreciates your Too intuition well. may inspire you to approach a problem in a new way let your mind wander and see what develops wow get I to your authentic that. self with guidance of a psychic advisor click here now get ten dollars free should i click that okay oh my goodness um kayla patrick laird is no longer on the dolphins trust me trust me i would have jammed him already if he were um, so we have 11.1 K left. We can basically, uh, play whoever we want. We would hate to have this lineup duped. I do. I am tossing this in the milli 196,000. So we're going to need to leave some salary here. Brian um, is my, what's the smice ownership? Uh, seven per 8%. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. And we got what stack here. We got a four one so far. We have a four one with the Dolphins. So I don't know. Is maybe this Hill, would be like Hill would be 300 on the table. That's probably too much, huh? I was thinking if you're trying to like play the best play, it's probably uh hmm. What or do would you Big go T do? What would Big T do? Try to I'm trying to get in the mind of a winner. Um I'm not concerned about dupes. I'm probably just I'm probably just tossing in Jamar Chase. You're not concerned about dupes? I just put myself in the mind of Big T. You oh, I got you. Do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, He's probably, he probably still jamming Hill, right? Get that correlation and a few hundred just, left? Or no, you just jamming winner. I think if you have Waddle. No, no, I got to get out of sight of my line of thinking. How does a winner think? <laughs> um, I feel like, what do you think? Should we go 5-1 Bengals or do you think we go 4-2? Or sorry, five one dolphins. Um, I would probably go five one five one. I looked at that ETR showdown article earlier today. They have a cool little um, stack yeah. estimator, and there's actually a lot of five ones co compared to normal. Do you think we should go with a DST or kicker if we're on slotting it? 
Um, that's a lot of salary on the table. Brian, what do we do around here? We build shitty lineups that we are not duplicated. Yeah. What about or, what's 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 Geeski? Let's let's read their horoscopes first. Okay. Our <laughs> guest is here though, so we are okay. gonna have to get a lay of the plane on this horoscope. Well, hold on. Let, let, don't bring him in yet. I just just let me read the Scorpio. Come on. Can you can you actually look up Chase Edmonds? Because I do like this thought. If we're onslaughting the Dolphins, I don't think a lot of people are gonna play both Mostert and yeah. Edmonds. He's mine. He's an Aries. He's gonna show this. Is, it works for both of us. Don't plunge headfirst into work. Aries, the cleaning and tidying up can surely wait for another day. Today's energies indicate that talking with friends and family should be your main prop priority. Considering spending like the afternoon doing activities with your kids, hire a babysitter for the evening. I don't like that at all. Mm-mm, no chase. All right. Sorry, pal. Can't do that. I, I'm leaning. I'm leading Dolphins defense or Sanders here, Brian. Uh, Dolphins deep. Okay, done. Don't dupe us. Absolutely don't dupe us. Actually, everyone dupe us. Change your avatars to lulls, and uh, collectively as a community, we can celebrate this big win. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. <laughs> uh, all right. It's BRB underscore three. We don't know your name. You, do I have to call you BRB for this entire episode? <laughs> you can call me Ben. That's my name. Okay, Ben. Uh, and is this your is this your first um, DFS uh, content uh, appearance? It is. Yes. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, we got you. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. First uh, first little reveal here. Thanks for having me on. It's nice to meet you guys. Long time uh, listener, first time caller. Right. Awesome. Yeah. And congratulations on your big win. What was that a couple weeks ago that you shipped that? Yeah, that was the second week of August. Yes. Thank you. And how, lo- how long have you been playing dfs do you play professionally like what just give us your deal give us the cliff notes on yeah, the uh, ben experience i'll give you the lowdown um yeah so i haven't been doing this for very long um i graduated a couple years ago um i studied math and computer science um big math guy like quantifying like systems in the world using math that's like what Russell's my jimmies. Like that's what gets me going. Um, so yeah, I started off just like most people with like fantasy football and season long stuff. Um, but what kind of got me into DFS was when they released DraftKings tennis. Um, I, I played tennis my whole life competitively. Like I played in college and everything. Um, so like that and math are like kind of my, lifelong passions um so when i saw that i was like oh i gotta i gotta see what's good here um so i was in the tennis streets for a while um successfully i would say uh for like two years um first year i was kind of just looking at the odds and running an optimizer and stuff like that um and after doing that for a while, I kind of built some more sophisticated stuff um, and really got into it and had more success for a second year. Um, then after that, I don't really think there's much of an edge in tennis, so I gave up. Um, and 
in, I started uh, originating tennis, um, like for betting markets. Um, and I mean, that's way harder. Um, so I did that for like a year um, to decent success, I guess. Um, but like the margins are super, super thin there. Um, so after doing that for a while, I kind of, I think I listened to Lulz a bunch. Um, and I don't know, it seemed like lots of people kind of win at DFS. I talked to some of my friends who I used to play DFS tennis with, and like they were having some success playing other sports and stuff like that. So it kind of made me want to tackle other sports um, and put effort into them. Um, so that started about last year. Um, I play, I started with like a little bit of NFL, um, but then since then really it's, it's been golf for me for this year and a little bit of baseball um, and now NFL again this year. So yeah, it's been about uh, a year of kind of taking it seriously um, and caring a lot and uh, betting meaningful amounts of my net worth, I guess, <laughs> into DFS beyond just the D the old DFS tennis streets. So you play, what's your main sports then right now? PGA, obviously. Yeah. And, and NFL. Yeah. Baseball. I don't know about man, like baseball um, took me a lot longer than I wanted it to take me. Um, and I actually had a lot of success right off the bat. Like I won the main GPP, like the second day I rolled out my model. I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is great. But I mean, I don't think that it's as great as it was when I started. I think I ran pretty hot. So right now I'm actually not actually playing. Some of my stuff broke and uh, I focused on getting my NFL stuff ready instead. I'm not like a pro or anything. Like I have like a full-time job, like doing math and computer science stuff. Like, you know, I mean, I aspire to make a lot of money <laughs> doing this, but you know, it's really just a big side hustle for me at this point. Um, you could the, say the chat, the chat sniffed that out from a mile away. The fact that you don't look like a basement dwelling mouth breather. So congratulations <laughs> on looking so presentable on this yeah. show. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's a big deal. I'll, I'll tell my fiance that she'll, uh, so she'll know that I did. Oh, let's go, baby. Wait, 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 wait. No, don't do, do me. Oh, don't do me. Um, no, I, 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 I can't see what you have. Coconut. Coconut, dude. dude. No. Oh, he... oh, thank you for not duping me. Oh, what a fish yeah. play. Uh, yes. <laughs> so what, what do you do? Uh, or how many, like, what is your balance? Like, do you, are you progressing toward, you know, doing this full time or is this still just going to be a, a side gig for you? I mean, like guaranteed income is pretty, pretty nice. <laughs> um, so I think that things would have to go extraordinarily well for me to um, give up what I do, particularly like with remote work, you know, it's, easier for me to make lock times and stuff like that. Like the, since I have kind of a, I don't know. I mean, my job's not that stressful, so it makes it easier for me to balance things. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. If you could, I would, I'd keep it. <laughs> so you, you came into my DMS pretty, pretty hot. I, <laughs> I guess I did. 
I guess I did. Release the DMs. How hot? Yeah, no, don't do that. Yeah, so. (laughs) Don't do that. Yeah, so the main reason I wanted to come on, other than the, like, potential once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to talk uh, astrological zodiac modeling with you guys, which I'm pretty disappointed (laughs) in. Like, you know, I came into the show, and it seems like I missed that part. Did I miss it? Yeah. You did. You did. You know, uh, when we're having a first time guest that hasn't done a face reveal, audio reveal that we know nothing about, you know, we got to feel you out. If I book you for an hour and you're just a complete dud, then then that's on me as a producer of this show. So you got you got the half hour slot, but you could you might be able to work your way into a full hour appearance if you oh, provided you right. win another wow. Billy. You do have to win so, another Billy. Though. Yeah. Noted. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to talk about a bit of a little uh, a grievance that I have with the GFS community, I would say. Um, okay. Like, you know, I'm super new to kind of the competitive scene. Like I mentioned, I've kind of been trying at scalable advantage play for like a year or so, kind of taking it seriously and only for that long. But what I've noticed is that people for whom DFS is like, a real source of income i think they're like way too nice to each other like i think that the hand holding that goes on is like absolutely out of control from my from my perspective like i when i see people talk about like different things together sometimes i feel like it's like i'm watching like a care bears or like teletubbies episode everybody's holding hands and talking about their process like skipping through the clouds um should you give an example of the hand holding thing i mean i know what hand holding means but not in this context yes absolutely yeah so what i mean more specifically is that like i see people give up edge like it's just absolutely nothing like not a care in the world to them like doesn't mean a damn thing and like these interactions, they kind of just like blow my mind. Um, like to be more specific, I guess my, my frustration and confusion is with theoretically advantaged players talking very publicly about their process and giving up edge directly related to their process. This isn't like an anti-tout thing or like an anti-like community or anti-little guy thing. Like very specifically, I find it so weird that high stakes people talk publicly about their process. Um, You know, maybe I'm just like a cold, lonely idiot, but like I really don't understand the incentive for why some people are so open with what, uh, they talk about like oh, it's begun. Yeah. Well, so like, oh, go ahead, go ahead. So you, I think you're going to have to give more specifics for me, Pete. What do you think? Like I, um, I get the general idea. Like why would you give away your edge and stuff like that? But like, well, it's the same thing. BRB. Why would, why would you even come on this show where I might poke and prod to hear you've already revealed more about yourself and your background and what you do than you ever would have had to, you could have just laid in the shadows of obscurity it's forever. It's true, but I don't think I gave anything up about my process. I mean, you can, you can ask me any question you like. It doesn't mean that I'm obligated to answer, but yeah, I mean, I guess the, the reason to actually come on is because I think that 
this type of thing, which I'm happy to go in more depth on, like I think it actually hurts the competitive DFS landscape. I think that it's really bad for the lifespan of DFS. And I think that some people maybe don't realize it or like, you know, this is just my opinion. Like you guys can totally tell me I'm wrong, kick me off your show. But like, I, I just think that it, this type of thing we can talk more about is just bad for the lifespan of DFS, which is clearly like a contentious issue. You know, like you guys talk about that a lot. How long is DFS going to last? And I think that with that, you know, the, so other than that as a whole, I think it's bad for people who actually reveal their stuff. I think it's super bad for their EV, and I don't know why they do it. I'm not sure they realize how. G- give us give, give us an example, example of a nugget that you saw on Twitter that you said, holy shit, why did you post this? You are destroying the edge that some of us had, and you're giving it away for free in a fucking Twitter reply. We got, we got to get a specific of this. Sure. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, some of the tweets, like, aren't as egregious but just an example is like i think like ricky d posted something about like oh there are lots of high level players who like dupe too much in showdown or like don't dupe enough or something related to like showdown construction and i didn't really understand why he would tweet this specifically calling out other high level players almost informing them that he thinks they're doing something suboptimal. I mean, I agreed with what the guy, what Ricky D said there. And, you know, I mean, that's a very minor example too. I think that it's more when people actually talk about their process, um, like on podcasts and stuff like that, that gets me, uh, gets me going a little more. I mean, Brian, I, I, I can ask you, who do you think the number one offender of this this is, if you had to guess? who? I love how you came on here to bang, bang, and are trying to get Brian to do the bang, bang. I mean, you don't have to. I just think that I bet that my guess. Brian's alluded to this before, too. No, no, no. Brian's alluded to this person before, too, maybe being guilty of uh, this indiscretion. Oh, so. I think I know who you're talking about, but I'm, I'm doing a bit instead. Clearly, it's it's Big T. Cause he just hands out fucking winner after winner. And so, uh, you know, that, why would you just hand out winners to all no, these people? Here's an example. No, here's, win? no, but here's, here's an example. Like the big T thing, the run pure thing. Like, I don't understand why serious people like rag on them. Like I think people, people rag on them in a serious fashion, like tweeting out all this hate at them. Like, Oh, you guys are so stupid. Like this is, like you're duping so much, like we're strategy, nobody sub to run pure. Like if you actually believe that, like why are you telling the world this? Like if you think their stuff sucks, like go send people there. Like you're, you're like it's a peer-to-peer game. The whole, the whole concept is to extract money from the people you're playing against. So like if you think somebody's giving bad information and you really believe that, I can, I'll tell you why I think it's because it's political, because they're non-apologetic, conservative Trump supporters. I think a lot of people hate them for that. That's my... Is that a bit or are you being serious before I respond? <laughs> I'm telling you, and, it, and it, that type of shit triggers a lot of people these days, and they go, okay, that's the conservative that's DFS company? Fuck them. I mean, that's a leak though, right? Like, I mean, if that's true, well, like... Yeah, all, all emotional, political emotional <laughs> things like that are leaks in your life, but yeah. So Ben, one thing I would say is like everything you're saying is, 
is true. And this has been brought up for ages, right? Why would anyone tout if you can beat the games on your own? Why would you share your secrets? Why would you do any of this? Same, same with even Brian. I mean, Brian could have stayed in obscurity. Like when he reached out to me a couple of years ago to do this show. And it's like, why would Brian do this? And not that Brian's giving away his secret sauce here, but like there is more to this than just grinding every possible edge. Like you just as like pure human psychology, wanting to interact with others, chasing clout, sense of community, wanting to have camaraderie, all of these things like supersede that. And people much care about being right and winning in the court of public opinion on Twitter than they do even whatever edge they might have. So there's just an entire element of human psychology at play here. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I could be off base, but I don't know. I felt like talking about this. Um, what was I going to say? I think that one distinction, though, you know, you said the tout word. And, like, my position isn't anti-tout because I think touts are fine. I think that what most touts sell and bring to the table are or is information in various forms. Like, predominantly, it's projections and, like, yeah, I guess that's kind of the primary content you find out there is projections, player choices, like, oh, this guy's under-owned, but I'm looking at the projections, so I'm going to play him. I'm like, that's fine. Like, that's that's great. I think that the differentiating factor is when people who are, like, making real income do doing this actually talk about the minutiae behind their process. So, like, the my number one offender for this, since Brian didn't want to admit that he probably knows who I'm going to bring up. Tenor probably is Absolutely. Say. Yes. No, number one. Number one. Friend of the show. So, like, <laughs> so one thing, like, nice guy. Like, I met him at the yeah. golf final. Like, super nice. I enjoyed talking to him. Like, I respect him a lot. I think he's, you know, I think he's very smart. I think his process seems good. I enjoyed talking to him. Would love to talk more with him but like i i mean like you want to talk about like galaxy brain like i don't i don't really understand the like world tour that's gone there, there are other motivators and values in life than just pure ev degeneracy <laughs> i mean like he he said even on this show he likes when people think he's smart and i agree with him i like like who doesn't so like getting he's a performer he's a singer by trade like you Fair get a reaction out of the crowd just like a comic gets a reaction they love they love it and who wouldn't who wouldn't want to be funny and smart and an excellent musician and have you know the admiration of as many people as possible and that has subjective value to it absolutely um, blender said in earlier in the chat here like a big part for him is he makes money off of it and um, somebody's going to do it anyways. And, and you're a little, little young, but like, mm. th like this is mimicking poker. Somebody's not going to do it anyways. Somebody's not going to do it anyways. People bring, well, people bring unique ideas to the table and sharing them very publicly for the entire community is not the type of thing that somebody's going to do anyways with review. Like, some but of the stuff I mean, that, I'm, I'm, that, I'm telling you, it's mimicking poker, like to a T. Like back in the day, on two plus two, there were a whole bunch of strategies that were yeah. out there. It wasn't all yeah. game theory, and and people battled, and there was arguments, and they were giving it away. And some of them were right, some were wrong. Someone called they called each other donkeys. There were sides being made. There were groups of people. There just wasn't the content like there is now. So that's an, I think that's that is an important distinction. 
Like I could like thinking about myself and like younger people, which I'm kind of surprised you're not on this board is bandwagon is I feel like for younger people producing content is just second nature. And so like you, when you do something like this, it's just the, what everyone does. And so everyone kind of does it culturally. So like, I know DFS tends to be older in sports in general, so it's not there yet, but I, I honestly, I think it's going to, it was going to happen either way. Um, and it did happen in poker either way. And then after card runners came out, there was a big, uh, wind, uh, you know, a big, uh, uh, push for a bunch of content to come out. That was actually pretty good. And eventually G- GTO. And then the games were dead. I mean, most of that had to do with shutting the, shutting it down, but there's a lot of subjective value for the reasons people do things. So like, it's and, hard. And that's fine. And like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not claiming to be right or wrong. I just want to profess that I think that my values clearly do not align. So it confuses me. And I think that I, I think one thing I'd add though, is I feel like people underrate how much these decisions impact their EV. I think that it's very underrated. Like, you know, you say your phrase is like making a monster and stuff like that. And like, that's very real. Like, I don't like, to be honest, one thing that motivated me to do this was whistles coming on to your podcast like a year ago for the first time, you know, like then he finished like second, like I, then I beat him in the golf final. And like, was that like a $500,000 podcast for him? Like, I don't know. You know, I'm just saying that I think people underrate how deleterious it is for their expected value to share like real info. So like, I'll ask you, like, do you, do you think that some of the things that maybe nerdy tenor says are like outrageously bad for his EV in playing DFS or do we like fundamentally disagree on that as well? No, I agree. Uh, I mean the magnitude maybe I might disagree on, but like, um, yeah, you like just even your, personal story that you just shared there is one thing that I always wanted to avoid is just motivating a smart person to get involved and then be like, Oh, okay. Oh, I get it. You're doing simulations and shit like that. Okay. I know what that stuff is. Let me see if I can figure something out. Like even just that, um, I don't want to happen, but it's like, it's, it's, it's like, um, it's like the prisoner's dilemma. Like, I think it's going to have like, um, why though? Why is it a prisoner's dilemma? Why, why is it, could you explain why you think it's a prisoner's dilemma? Well, I don't know if it's, it's not like apples to apples to prisoner's dilemma, but I think like, it's just like a game theory paradox that eventually somebody's going to give out something. Um, and for whatever reason, somebody else is going to give out something. And then, and then it, there's going to be enough information out there. That's good. Like, like, like Osmo, like Osmo first releasing his projections and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that changed things big time because the floor was raised at the very least. You could just take his projections and go to an optimizer and be like, okay, here's some good lineups at least. Might not be correlated or some shit, but now all those dead hand-built lineups are, you know, not all of them, but a percentage of them because he was doing it. So then he, instead of him doing it, somebody else, now somebody else is then our rotor grind has to up their game. They have to sure. hire more people. And then ETR is like, well, let's get in now. Let's let's get in. Let's start doing this now. And we'll hire people from Daily Roto, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just keep down the line. But, like, but thing, I mean, go ahead, Pete. Go ahead. Sorry. 
I was just going to say one thing. I I completely agree with your premise and Brian's premise too, that it's like the creating monsters and sharing that. But one thing I thought was interesting is you said that you thought it was bad for the entire ecosystem. Yes. I think it's bad sure. for the top players who have a dominant edge on the field. Whereas how do you expect the ecosystem to grow if more people aren't coming in, which is driven almost 100% through content and content providers? I don't... Well, I see how it's bad for you. I don't see how it's bad for the entire ecosystem. Well, so to clarify again, I have no issue with touts like Roto Grinders, Osmo. Like one thing, one thing I'll say about Osmo, like I don't really think maybe I don't follow him as closely as I should, or he reveals more stuff than he does, but or than I think. But like I don't really feel like he talks about his process. I feel like he releases his projections. He talks about plays he likes, but like. I, I don't really have an idea about what he like actually does in terms of him submitting lineups. And I think that's a big distinguishing factor for me in terms of information that gets released by um, touts. And like, I, like the, Pete, you, you just said how, oh, it probably impacts people on the higher end, but like, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, I, I, I feel like that's, my point maybe like that all that just increases the like the hourglass ticking in terms of people being able to win you know that's kind of how how does another monster being created on the high end affect the you know 90 percent of the player pool who isn't playing anything even over mid stakes that's a good point maybe it doesn't I, I mean, I do think there's, there's, um, I don't think you want grinders either. Like you wanted grinders and poker wasn't that bad because there was rake back most of the time. Um, or even when they stopped doing rake back, like at poker stars, they still had some like decent rewards, like way better than DraftKings. Um, so like, like shitty grinders who were like break even with the rake or whatever, weren't the end of the world where in DFS they're, they're kind of a problem because rake's so high. So because because the other thing too, I think Ben and why and I'm, I'm not even let's 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 even separate the word tout and let's just say like content around stuff is you've seen poker go through this evolution too where it was like we used to have the Doyle Brunsons and the outsized characters and it was for like five years everyone's like how do we fix poker how do we get people into poker again and it, it what did we have a renaissance around around fucking poker vlogs and people just showing how fun it is to play and I do think sure. there's a legitimate risk with DFS getting solved by simulation stuff that if there isn't content and there isn't stuff at least selling the story that you could become better and it'll be fun to do that along the way that the ecosystem will dry up on. The I, other I agree end. with you, but I'm, I'm not against, and I'm not against anything you just said though. Like I think content's great. Like I, I, I want to be clear. I feel like I'm, maybe I'm repeating myself, so I'm not communicating it well, but like, I don't have an issue with content and like, you know, valuable information you share Pete, like on your streams and stuff. Like, I think they're great. Like, I think they're great for the game. I think they're great for. We'll give some specific no, no's. What are the no, no's then? What are they like? Don't do that. Talk about the exact things you do in your process. Hi, I'm, I make real income doing this. Here's some of the precise, unique things I bring to the table for constructing lineups. Okay. Which, is different than, which is different than saying, hey, like, I, I'm looking at the projections, like product ownership, like loans, lineup, like that's, like, that's not, 
Brian, do you understand the difference that I'm trying? Sure. To... Uh, what I'm uh, what what I'm um I'm trying to think though, like I, I consume a lot of this content, and like sure. what I've noticed over the last few years is if you do do that, like a lot of the good stuff is actually out there if you search for it, and so like it's not like it was in 2015 or 2016, 2017. And so like you might say like, Hey, Brian or whoever you, why would you say that? Well, sure. it's, I, I, it's already got like 8,000 views on stochastic. They, I've, they, they're, they've already spilled the beans on that or whatever, you know, like, so like there's, there's a decent amount of solid content out there. I mean, I, I mean, I agree with your overall premise that we don't want good players. I think that is hard to argue with. <laughs> I think Pete's also right too, though. Like that, more content the better. Um, sure. We complain about that on this show all the time. Like how brutal the DFS content is in general. Um, not like shitting on any specific guys, but just like in, from the industry. It's like, come on, what? Let's like have some fun stuff. Um, I'd have to go like case by case basis for something super egregious. I don't think anything nerdy tenor has done is that that egregious like um dude i disagree like i went to this live final and like everybody i talked to knew what nerdy tenor does swear hmm. to god like i know nobody there you know this is my that was my first time meeting people it was really fun like made some friends it was great but like every i walk up to the dinner table for first time first introduction i'm like oh like who else is here? Like, I don't really know anybody. They're first person they identify. Oh, Nerdy Tenor's over there. If he'll blow your mind talking about his process, you can ask him all these questions about it. Like, and the people I was speaking to admittedly were not on the programming side, you know, like they were winners, but like they weren't precisely interested in what he was offering. But like, it's just like everybody I talked to at this thing, like, knew, knew about this i know people who have built what nerdy tenor does like i you can't how do you know that you don't know for sure what he's doing i no, no, no not exactly i mean I'll be, okay that's a bold claim but like right. i mean the, i'm the, just saying me, me and rick ricky d have gone back in dms talking about gto strategy quite a bit he still thinks it's bullshit <laughs> so like I'm not going to um, comment on whether I think it's a good strategy or not. But the one thing that I'll also say is that I think that the like the execution behind lots of ideas and like the difficulty behind that is very overstated in my opinion, because there are a lot of people in the DFS community who aren't interested in programming or math and that's fine. And I think people can win without it. But I think that, the number of those people definitely overshadow the public figures who are more technical. And I think that it goes way understated how like replicable ideas are. Like, I do not think it's a competitive advantage to be able to program. It's like, it's 2022. Like I, like there's a reason you can Google and there are 10 million resources on how to learn how to write Python, how to learn how to write R like, all that information to learn how to program is out there. Like the unique IP, the unique value, the edge is in the conceptual ideas of how to attack DFS. So like, to be honest, one thing I'll add other than my altruistic or more self-serving <laughs> goal of 
trying to stop people from creating monsters is like i find it like insulting when people are like oh nobody would be able to do this like you know i'll tell you this like no like but it would take anybody too long to do this it's like people would say that like wake up like like no offense but like people always over me too everybody does this overrates the unique skills they bring to the table people overrate their edge and the unique skills they bring to the table. And I think that comes into play a lot with the execution of these ideas. For example, I think Nerdy Tenor was questioned on this, like, hey, why, you know, like you're kind of giving out a lot, like, why are you doing this? I think if I recall correctly, one of the things he said was like, oh, like, you know, it is really difficult for me to do. It's a really complex endeavor. It certainly is. And he gave an example of like, oh, like somebody DM'd me like, how do you fit a neural net? And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to tell him that. And it's like, I heard that. I'm like, dude, like I could teach my mom how to fit a neural net. Like you can Google that. Like, I, like some of these execution things, it's just like, that's not an edge in my opinion. <laughs> like, so. To be fair, his know. mom's an IT professor, but go keep going. I, I bet she could as well, you know. <laughs> no, I was talking about your mom, but. Um, <laughs> so like. I, I don't need I, any shade. Also, like there's no shade. Like this is out of respect. If like. This is out of a respect thing, not a disrespect. We were hoping for shade, to be honest, but uh, the only shade apparently was thrown at the two of us before the show. But um, the idea, I, I've said this a bunch of times. I completely agree with your, your, uh, your rant there, where like you don't want. It's like the Pareto principle in practice. Like you know, eighty percent of the outcomes are from twenty percent of the people. It's like the same thing in DFA. It's the same thing everywhere in the world, basically, in any sector, where most of the people, uh, most of the outcomes are going to be produced by a few amount of the people. So, like, we don't want any of those one percenters gobbling up all that equity. And so, like, if we would have had one every year, and now we have two or three, that's still bad. That's still really bad. <laughs> I mean, I I agree. I agree with. I agree with. That. I I don't. I don't uh, argue with that. I'm just arguing with like the magnitude, whether you can sure. stop it. People's motivations are different than yours. And Absolutely. like, you have no right. We have no right to like say, Hey, he just wants to be loved. And so well, what? Sure. what would you, what would your thought be, Ben? Let's just say hypothetical nerdy tenor came out and he said he was going to offer this neural net uh, masterclass or whatever you want, how to run your own simulations. And he charged, sure. $2,500 a pop for access to this course or whatever number, like, would that be more okay than giving it away on Twitter in your eyes? To be honest, yes. Like I, I think that, but that's just my perspective. Like when I look at it, I don't understand the incentive be behind the way information is revealed. If somebody wanted to charge a lot of money for that, I understand why people tout. I understand why people who are like, decent DFS tout because it's free income, like it's zero variance income. So, you know, if people come out with bigger and better products that cost way more money, like my only thing would be like, you know, understand what you have and like charge a lot of money. Like if you're, <laughs> if you're actually releasing, like understand the value of what, what you're doing and the upside associated with this such that you don't yeah. give it away it, for it, free for yeah it's a funny thing too i was just listening i think the ringer has this new like long form podcast and they did an episode about rufus peabody someone we've had on the show sure. before too and he he had those quotes in there and he said it in other places too where he was like it was such a lonely 
endeavor doing all this stuff on my own and Brian's expressed similar thoughts. And then going back to Brian's stuff about wanting to be known as a smart person and being praised for that. Like Rufus isn't even, um, you know, he doesn't have any shame around that. He was saying like, I wanted to be known as like, I have this sick process and I want the clout and the glory that comes with it. And it does really yeah. seem like, and I'm guessing, I, I don't want to speak for nerdy tenor, but I'm guessing the calculation he feels even at the risk of creating a monster, getting to feel that kind of clout, is probably worth more to him in that calculation he's making in his head would just be my guess. Fair enough. Fair enough. One thing I'll say is like, also I think privately sharing stuff, like, you know, if like Brian, if you and nerdy tenor DM and he freaking sends you the code to sins, like, you know, like whatever, like that's his choice. I think it's more the, my criticism comes from the public display of these things. And from my perspective, the underrating of the consequences of that in a very public manner. So, yeah, I, I would also say, I would also say just for like my my theory on this is going to happen anyways. I think you kind of prove that by just saying there's no way to stop it, right? So then it has to happen. There's no way you can stop it. There's no way we can stop it, right? So Marcus it's going to happen. Efficient. Markets will become more efficient, but that doesn't mean you want it to happen faster. Like it's an hourglass. Well, I'm right? saying there's no way to stop that part of it. Like the nerdy time. No there's no way for you, right? Like there's no way for us to stop any of it. So it's going to happen. Any all of it. From the hey, maybe, maybe this, to the market becoming more efficient. Maybe this moves moves the needle. One, one, <laughs> you know, like, we would have like to have a pretty. I'm trying to feed my family. Like, these people are trying to feed their families, and it's just listen. It's, we can't even popularize the idea that not duping a ton is a smart idea. Okay, we get a fucking pushback on that. And Brian I mean, used to be mad that. about me making "Don't Dupe Me, Bro" a bit. Brian was I worried would. about that. Yeah. I was. And then it was so popular. It's like, ah, oh, fuck it. Let's just keep fucking talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Now you're the one tweeting about it all the time, Brian. Because um, the cat's out of the bag. Uh, I do have to, I do have to power this one down. Cause I, uh, I got to get going here, but Ben appreciate you swinging by. Um, I assume what you're saying is if people follow you on Twitter and then Hawk kind of your replies, they'll be able to find all these breadcrumbs to your process that you'll inevitably. Oh, absolutely. Out. No, I think I, I just troll a lot on Twitter, but yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it, it was good. I think, uh, yeah, no, and I never want, even if we, uh, if we're pushing back or don't fully agree, like these are, the, these are the conversations that are legitimately interesting. Like pe some people don't want to come out and say this stuff. So I, we, we had an incredible time. We didn't agree with everything chess is okay. Said when he came on here, that was a wild <laughs> fun ass interview. People are going to enjoy this. If there are other people like you out there lurking in the shadows that have hot takes, they want to get off their chest. Lowell's can continue to be that clearing house. So we appreciate you Ben for coming on Brian, any other, uh, uh, housekeeping notes before we get out of here no 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 nothing uh, i got one thing i got one thing you mentioned chess is okay what did he say he said that in an interview somebody did maybe it was sahil i'm not familiar with these old guys somebody said one line in an interview and chess said that that changed his entire dfs career and to that day he would not tell you guys what that line was i'm just saying it's it's as easy as but then he, he got run out of the DFS world. He's a venture capitalist now. So, uh, you know, it works itself out. <laughs> DFS, <laughs> this, this was fun. I quit playing DFS. Yeah. <laughs> You're not exactly. going to um, All right, guys. Uh, we are going to get out of here. We'll see what we cook up for you next week. Good luck in the showdown streets. Good luck, uh, you know, reviewing the astrological signs. And, uh, you know, I'm rooting it's for real the look. 
the Lulz community to have a, you know, I don't know, a 250 lineup train at the top of the leaderboards tonight. We'll see you guys next week. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.